Welcome to Dear Warren Podcast, where we do backseat parenting. We share stories, principles, parables, and lessons, and most importantly, we try to have fun. Oh, all those principles, stories, and parables, and lessons, uh, we try to pass them down to my son, Warren. Uh, you can get in contact with us at Dear Warren Podcast on Gmail, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, our upcoming guest this weekend will be Pasquale Ranali. Pasquale is a father, software engineer, and a Star Wars philosopher, so be sure not to miss this one. This episode is our fifth installment of Warren's Announce Table. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jessica, and we watch this week's episode of WWE NXT in the background, since professional wrestling is a fun part of our life. At the same time, we went into a variety of topics, including Amazon shopping, the holidays, and heels and bad guys. We hope you enjoy as we present... Warren's announce table number five. This is the Dear Warren podcast. And we are recording. Hi, Jess. Hey, Aki. How are you? I'm doing well. Hanging in. How are you? I am hanging in as well, too. Still in recovery mode, but doing much better than I uh, was doing last week. Even though yesterday I was running on fumes, as you well know. Yeah, it was. You had a rough day yesterday. What did you learn from your experience? Ah, oh, not to eat late at night, and to give myself time to get tired. And if I do wake up in the middle of the night, to just go downstairs and I don't know, turn on the TV and just let myself zonk out because not, nothing is worse than wanting to fall asleep and just laying there with your eyes open like ah and just not falling asleep at like 3 a.m well your loving spouse snores very loud next to you i'm Mm. sure we to be fair we made a mistake we made an egregious egregious mistake and that was eating wendy's at like 9 30 at night Mm. before going to bed which we try to get to bed by 11 because we're old people now and we don't stay up very late anymore because we wake up very early and we wake up early because of uh, good old Warren as well, too. Yeah, except last night. So he's at this age where around, I think it's a year, obviously a year plus, where they kind of learn when sleep is happening. Kind of like before you used to be able to trick them. You're like, oh, we're reading a book or, oh, we're playing. And, oh, you're getting sleepy. Let me just put you here. And, you know, 10 minutes later, they're out. But now it's kind of like you turn off the lights. Yep. Like clinging to you. He knows it's bedtime and he does not yep. want to go to bed. He actually had, had flipped as well, too. Remember, like just a, just a few weeks ago, he was all about like, I would put him to bed. Mm-hmm. I could easily rock him to sleep. Now, when I'm, when I'm holding him and he knows it's like bedtime, he actually will actively like kick against me. Yeah, to, he doesn't like, want try to get out yeah. of my arms. And, and, and lately, he's, you know, as you see, he like leans over for you mm-hmm. and like, like holds his arm out. Like he's trying to dive. He'd rather take a, a suicide dive out of my arms than me hold him. And speaking of a suicide dive, um, anyway, we're watching NXT today, tonight. We are, we are watching NXT, and in the in the beginning, uh, apparently a bunch, uh, a few of our favorites have been injured. Well, one of our uh, favorites, uh, Velveteen Dream, it That's looks like sad. has been injured, even though he put on a spectacular match. As uh, if you guys remember our one of our previous Warren's announced tables, we did the NXT TakeOver where he had that amazing match mm. against Aleister Black, where I think both of them came out much uh, better than when they came in. And then uh, the other one was Drew McIntyre. He was the one former champ. He tore his bicep, which I hear is like a, a, a really shitty injury. Right. I mean, it's a small muscle, but I also imagine there's not a great rehab. Like you can't make it go any faster than it would heal, I would imagine. Yeah. And due to the fact that like, I'm sure uh, there were there were plans for like an Aleister Black or a, or a Velveteen Dream, especially off the hot feud that they mm-hmm. had in that hot match. But due to, you know, these guys put their bodies on the line every single time they go out there and perform uh, due to, you know, those are big players. Drew McIntyre and, and Velveteen Dream aren't you wouldn't call them like jobbers or just like throwaways. Those guys were probably worked into like a, a long-term storyline, mm-hmm. right? So now what they're doing is they're um, doing a little bit of kind of like a, a tournament style. I they didn't say it was a tournament, but what they're doing is that they're going to hold a series of matches over the next four weeks 
where uh, singles matches, and the winners of those four matches will then compete in a, a fatal four-way, mm. and then the winner of that match goes on to uh, NXT Takeover Philadelphia to take on, as we're watching right now, Andreas Cien Almas, the the new champion. But it's this is reminiscent of NXT. They usually. It, I, I say it's a plus when they do something like that because it gives you something like, all right, each week they're doing something to advance the story where it like makes sense. It's right. A, it's a build. It kind of it draws out the story four more weeks essentially from whatever they had planned because to your point, you can do sort of a, a main event qualifier, if you will, a semifinal or a prelim final um, on each each week. Now, this was something that they did with the women previously for the last takeover, right? That they had maybe not all in individual matches i think it might have been however like they filled they had, the four they had slots a se- they had a series of qualifying matches in order to get uh four women uh to compete in a fatal four-way but in this case that fatal four-way also at that previous takeover uh who are the participants again it was ember moon it was Kyrie sane uh obviously uh peyton was, royce yep. and i'm drawing a blank on the last one Oh, was it Nikki Cross? I think it was Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah. And in that case, instead of it being for the number one contender, that one was for the title. And as we saw, Ember Moon won the, the right. title so there. So this is kind of not a step down, but a step aside where it's this fatal four-way is to get a qualifier for yes. versus this is the fatal four-way for the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was particularly very creative to do the fatal four-way in the women's match because you were able to have Asuka vacate the title without ever losing. Mm. So you kind of had this title out there that wasn't on anyone. Mm-hmm. So you really kind of did have essentially what equates to a free-for-all for it, which is you don't get to see that very often. So I thought that was a good use of that as well. I mean, here we'll see. I feel like depending upon how good those four matches are and how much heat Andres Cien Almas can get between now and then will make you either care or not care. And, and, and that's a good point as well, too, because um, just like things like mixed martial arts and with the UFC, you can have the most, uh, you know, uh, dominant in wins as far as like a champion, but unless they have kind of like that, it factor it factor being kind of like the conor mcgregor where he just has that swag or he has the trash talking or something else about them where it's just like oh my god uh i, I really love this fighter for whatever reason because they're all great fighters mm-hmm. all of them are t- uh top contenders on on an any and pretty much on any given day one of them can can like beat the other but in the realm of sports entertainment professional wrestling you need something to kind of like stand out so <coughs> they are they i think what nxt does instead of like just building on like superficial things like oh so-and-so slept with my ex-girlfriend or Mm -hmm. or some of that like a really dramatic line like that this is more competition based as well too as you see they they, it's all about hey they get these uh title shots you're in a predetermined match etc etc but it's done through um a series of matches as opposed to oh so-and-so slept with your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, you deserve a match because it's a grudge match. Right. The exposition, they let it go a little bit longer, whereas you have a build-up, you have, you know, tune into next episode to figure out how we can move this cart forward another five Mm -hmm. feet. Whereas, to your point, some of the main roster where you are pressed for television time, you do Mm. have a time slot. You have a time slot, and not only that, but it's like three hours, and it's also on like cable TV. So it's you a have, different. Yeah, it's it's definitely PG in the sense of they're trying to like bring in as much, you know. And they have like guest celebrity announcers every once in a while, mm. you know. And I think it's more so not about hating, just purely hating a heel, right? So if you can just dislike someone, you have to enjoy disliking them. So I think in some cases mm. they need to make you feel good about disliking them versus I just don't like them because they're terrible. Meaning if I just said, oh, I don't like you because you're a bad wrestler and I really thought you were a bad wrestler, I would really dislike you and therefore turn off the TV. I need to dislike you because of something else, because of the character you portray, because you insulted my hometown, because you <laughs> are with the pretty girl or, oh, we just want to see you get beat. And there's, I feel good about it. Like, I, yeah. I want to I hate you more. There's, I think what they call it is they call it go away heat versus, like, legit mm-hmm. heat. Heat meaning the amount of, like, animosity that the crowd would have towards uh, one of the wrestlers. And the, the difference between, let's say, a legend like a Ric Flair heat 
versus um, uh, I can't really name uh, Ava previous, Marie? Uh, previous example. As a go away, uh, as a go away. She, they were able to somewhat harness it into a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B mm. heat. But there was a, in the beginning there was a lot of go away heat. In in other words, um, you. The good type of heat is where you you see someone like a Ric Flair and you pay money because you want to see that person get their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. So that's why like uh, a Mayweather and a Conor McGregor, I mean, we keep bringing it up over and over again, but they, it's just like textbook. The amount of people that paid money to see that out of the general populace, not even out, not even out of like, you know, fight experts. Of course, fight experts wanted to see it and they probably were able to like call it way ahead of time. But a lot of people, like general people who like knew nothing about fighting and they're just, oh, you know, I'm just going to tune into a, a fight here or there. They were probably sold by all those promos leading up to it, which is a good example of gaining heat. Now, another type, as we said, the go away heat is this person makes you boo them and like, I don't care about this person what's whatsoever well i think what you hit on there is it's the caring how much do i care about and this transcends just fight sports and wwe you know how how much do i care about hating you like can you make me feel anything realistically enough to shell out money enough to shell out money and i think potentially in the case of mcgregor mayweather or any sort of rivalry that you can put a name to muhammad ali and um, who was his biggest, uh, J- Joe Frazier? Yeah, that was one of the better um, rivalries out there. Yeah. Where it becomes more so about, and depending upon what they say, it appeals to the general population by bringing mm-hmm. in things such as manliness. Who's more manly? Or bringing in their family as well, too. Family, Are you a family race, man? Yes. her heritage, uh, yeah. you know, clothing, you, things that everyone has, right? I have a race, mm-hmm. you have a race. I have clothes that I like, you have clothes that you like. You have traditions, I have traditions. Anything that would put us at odds of you being different in some way mm. and crapping on me. I mean, we can brawl right here, right? It's, it's, you have to associate and see yourself in a side and then fight for that side, therefore wanting the other person of the other side to lose. Mm-hmm. And that transcends everything. But I think yes. in the best heels appeal to that. Like I always joke, like the best, best quickest way to get heat is to insult the town that you're in, right? Yeah, that's known as cheap heat. Cheap heat. And uh, it's not going to last. I yeah. wouldn't recommend everyone do it. But in the past, it was a valid. You might yeah, do it that in was, a song. That was an old, it, was, it was a cheap way of doing it. You know, the, excuse me, the foreign heel. Mm-hmm. They did that as well, too. Oh, USA sucks. Boo. You know? I mean, nowadays, I feel like it's a little bit more complex. It's it little, is. It's a little more subtle. But I still think the appealing to the general population by something identifying something that they care about that's personal to them and then saying no 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 it's not right is really what it all comes down to there was a recent example of uh this type of a new uh i don't know if it's modern type of heat but uh remember the drifter remember that guy elias Elias Samson. samson he's on the main roster now and uh they were they were recently on tour live and i forgot which town they were in there's a youtube video out of it I th- oh, actually, I think they were in the UK. Mm. And so he goes out there, and obviously he's playing the guitar. Everyone's booing because he's, he, he uh, is, is the heel. And even though he's decent at playing guitar, he plays it just, like, just badly enough where people like boo him. Right. And then, he, and then what he did was, since they were in the UK, hey, you guys want to hear Wonderwall? <gasps> so he actually, and he goes, you guys can sing along, too. And they actually sang along for, he played it and let them sing for, along for a, for a verse. And the crowd was cheering because yeah. obviously, I guess, Wonderwall Oasis, it's like their national anthem. Right. And then he goes, oh, that was great, guys. Hey, I have my own verse to it. And then the next verse, he just trashes the town. And, <laughs> and it just like tripled the heat that he got, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, if you can insult someone <laughs> is one thing. If you can insult someone in song, it's a whole other thing. Yep. Kind of, you know, reminds me of when The Rock did it, and he just didn't know how to play guitar, but it was, what did he, where was he? I want to say it was... Toronto. Yes. Oh, that was great. Uh, no, it, it, no, it was in Sacramento, because he had an amazing line. He, he, he said something about, I w- I'll, I'll come back here when the Lakers beat the Kings in May, and you just heard the crowd just immediately, like, the vi- just the ooh, just the ooh. 
you, you'd be your, your eyebrows would raise of just how vocal that crowd was. It was just like, oh shit, the Rock's gonna get his ass kicked when he gets yeah, when he I gets mean, out of here. It was Google it. It's quite impressive to see how quickly things turn and how how what really true heel heat <laughs> can do. Um, it's it's quite impressive. It is. But that's that's an example of everything going on where where the personality of them can can generate money due to the fact that yes I'm, you've generated the heat the crowd is booing please someone shut this person up we even kind of saw a little bit more uh, subtlety of it uh remember uh we watched that documentary about jim carrey and uh, yes. man on the moon where it was about jim carrey uh uh getting uh onto the the set and fully embracing andy kaufman like it, this is a documentary you guys can watch on Netflix as well too. I forgot what it was called, but just look for the one about Jim Carrey. It's new. It was just it's released like was, two or three. I think it's Netflix only documentary. And and you, I guess like and this is just because I don't know how a movie is made. I would think that you know actors get onto the set, they're themselves, and then when they have to play their character, okay, action. You know they record their character, and then like cut. All right, cool. And then you're back to just being Joe or Jim or Sarah or Bill. You know. Mm. But in this case, as you saw, he when 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 he had a scene as Andy Kaufman, he stayed as Andy Kaufman the entire day, and 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 demanded like the director refer to him as Andy or as uh, what's his name Tony whatever the the, the alter ego of mm -hmm. Andy to the point where like where, where you saw Jerry the King Lawler come in yep. to do his scene with him hey Jim I'm a big fan of your work and then and then it was like oh, why are you talking like as Andy Kaufman he started insulting Jerry the King Lawler and like you see Lawler look at the cameras like is this guy serious is he crazy but he did it the entire time and I think it's probably, it seemed from my doc, once again, I have no idea how movies are made either. Uh, he took it completely, like he was completely involved for mm -hmm. the entire, I mean, the moment he waked up, woke up in his hotel room or his trailer and that was it and it was on. I think that, you know, method actors and certain actors do do that. It's not yeah. uncommon to stay in character, especially if it's a really dark, deep character. Mm -hmm. And if you watch this documentary though, I mean, Jim would do it even when people didn't want him to do it yep. and wanted him to stop doing it or yes. it was dangerous or uncomfortable yes. or, and he, he would not break. He would not break. And I think if I remember correctly, the director was quoted as saying like he called him and was like, I just need to speak to Jim. Like <laughs> I can't, I don't know how to work with you. I don't understand what you're doing. I'm worried. He's, he's calling Jim Carrey, telling Jim Carrey he wants to, to speak be to Jim, Jim Carrey. It's, it's, it's a very interesting documentary. I, I, for me, it was in, at moments borderline uncomfortable because you, you very desperately want to see him as Jim Carrey and mm -hmm. you can't. However, if anyone's watched that movie, it's amazing. Obviously, it's amazing. I mean, the performance cannot be replicated. But I think Jim Carrey himself, I don't want to go into too much, just talked about how he did lose himself. I mean, you, yep. you can lose yourself if anyone... Because he felt super free being in that character of Andy Kaufman where... The gist of it is is that Andy Kaufman was a comedian or a comedic type actor, and I'm, I apologize if I'm you know generalizing we're, we're not, we a don't know too much. Tons about Andy Kaufman ourselves, but I mean, he he would he got to the point where it's like he's like fuck this, like because everyone wanted him to do certain characters or do the same jokes over and over again, and there was one night he was like fuck this, I'm not I'm not going to do this, and he refused to do the characters. There was one uh, event that he did where he was featured. And he said, I am going to read you The Great Gatsby. And the crowd's cracking up because they think he's just joking. Andy, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Okay, the not actual Jim Carrey. Yeah, Kaufman. so not Jim Carrey. Andy yep. Kaufman. Okay, so Andy Kaufman found a free eight. Yes. Okay. And then so Andy Kaufman starts reading uh, Greg Scott Fitzgerald. I'm pretty sure that's the author of uh, yep. Great Gatsby. Starts reading and you hear some of the crowd like laugh like, oh, and then he kept going. And, and they start booing him, but he kept going. And he read the entire Great Gatsby for the entire night. Hmm. That that's how committed he was to like you know what I don't care about what this audience wants out of me I just it's almost like I want to fuck with them and see what I can get away with mm. and after that he was like okay I didn't get thrown in jail I didn't like you know this didn't end me and so then he started losing himself in that professional wrestling gig where you talk about heel heat what he did was that he declared himself as the greatest wrestler but he only wrestled women <laughs> it wasn't just not women it was 
overweight women. Or it was, was it? it was women that was that was uh, comparative to him in size. So he so he would like people would boo him because you're just wrestling women. He goes, "What are you talking about? I'm wrestling women that are just as big as me. That counts, doesn't it?" So like the you know what I mean? Like it, it played at that time. This is what back in the seventies. Um, it, it played at that point like, "Oh, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, because you're a man and you know they're a woman." Uh, and and then he could probably just like throw back in their faces. Oh, why are you being a sexist? You know, but mm-hmm. but you're not. You're saying that they can't perform just just as well. But he would he would challenge and wrestle women like on live TV or something. <laughs> and the crowd would just be booing the hell. And he would use heel tactics. Something he would pull their hair. Mm-hmm. He would, you know. So you talk about like a heel. So he was uh, a mastermind of just manipulating the crowd to the point where Jerry Lawler like was getting cheered and, if, and i'm pretty sure at that time jerry lawler was was also a heel as well too but but andy kaufman played his character so well that people were cheering jerry lawler to mm. beat up Andy and paying money right so and i think that that's rare i mean it's rare that celebrity or people outside of the business meaning the professional wrestling business do so well we generally get mm-hmm. very two-dimensional celebrity interaction at least wrestlemania's that I can remember. It it takes a, a, a special character who kind of like understands how wrestling work wor- wrestling works. Uh, I think a, a recent example, ah, not recent. It was a couple of years ago. Remember Steve Amell from uh, the guy who plays Arrow? I think it was pretty. I mean, wrote last year, not not too far ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's a fan though. You can he, tell he's a huge fan. So much so that uh, I think we talked about it in a previous podcast where they actually they're all in the USA Network, WWE, and Arrow, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, one of the uh, wrestlers Cody Rhodes, no longer with WWE. No longer with WWE, but at the time he was he was with WWE. He uh, Steve Amell would guest star as an announcer, or even wrestled in a match in WWE. And then also on some episodes of Arrow, Cody Rhodes played like one of the villains yeah. on on his show as well too. So there was like a healthy little uh, uh, symbiotic relationship there. Mm. But it worked because Steve Amell took wrestling extreme, took what they did extremely serious and did not want to like shit on them in any way. So that's why it worked really well. Right, right. I can imagine (coughs) for sure. And in this, I don't even know who won the match. We would have to rewind. But one of those single matches. Oh, here's something that's interesting. What do you notice about Ruby Riot's name right there? They added a T, which is interesting there was a i think there was a trademark dispute really yeah so they had to add an extra t in in order for wwe to keep uh ruby riot's name i I mean that's almost a google i I wonder who i wonder i I, I don't i don't know what happened but obviously something had to have happened and and look her twitter is still at ruby riot with one t so right i guess they could argue that she owns her own twitter account but not that who knows who knows but at this point yeah, I, I wanted to see if you noticed that. Well, I did hear about it selfishly before, so I did know that they had changed it, although I didn't expect to still see her in NXT considering she's been on Raw, no? Or she was... She is on Raw. I think what they're going to do is they're going to they're gonna give her and uh, what's her name? Uh, Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. Like one more match. Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to give them like one last like send away match prior to like full on like promotion to main roster which is what they usually do i thought they also had a match last week did they not am i misremembering that or two weeks ago they they did but that was at uh nxt takeover remember Uh, okay that was on the on the night of nxt takeover Mm. but in any case this is good because um as i mentioned before usually when uh uh, in case people don't know nxt is usually the developmental um uh league in the whole picture of w of the wwe scheme so eventually you know it would be <laughs> some fans are very you know selfish in the sense of like they're they're they kind of it's akin to like oh my god i love my band when they were small and they were like right. to crowds of like 100 or 500 people i liked them before it was cool yeah and it was so you know it was so much more intimate they changed man when they they sold out so anyway it's it, and here's and here's the thing too there's like an unspoken rule in professional wrestling that whenever someone either retires or they move on to another organization or in this case when they move up uh uh, a tier in this case from NXT to the main roster 
where they get to be on USA and SmackDown and Raw, usually what would happen is that in your quote last match in that uh, in that division, you would lose. Mm. It's it's meant to be a sign of respect that like okay I've uh, you know you've you've helped me you've bi- built me up so much and now I'm going to return the favor by whoever beats me I'm I'm actually passing the torch to this next person. This is interesting because they uh, both Sonya Deville and Ruby Riot have moved up to the main roster, so I don't know. And and it's not set in stone. I, I remember. Uh, uh, Ty Dillinger, he actually won his last match in NXT before he moved up to the to the okay. main roster. But I think it's because he just pretty much lost ninety five percent of his <laughs> right, matches. Right, they had to give the poor guy a win. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens here. If I had to place a bet, I would probably say that Ruby Riot would win, so that she can get the last end off. No one really cares about Deville going up, but I think maybe Riot would have a a little bit of a send off, although. Neither one have been around for an extremely long time. That's true. Comparative to like an Asuka or like some of the other uh, wrestlers that uh, in the women's division that have moved up to the main roster, like a a Charlotte or a Becky or a Sasha, they were around for a while. Mm. Then again, we could, this could just be nostalgia on us and they've, and they've probably been in in just as long, if not longer. And we just didn't notice. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, that's potentially possible as well. I mean, I can only refer to when Ruby Riot had short hair. Like, I don't know how many months ago that really is. Uh, but I do remember when she came in. But to your point, I think we're biased and we still have four horsewomen syndrome where we felt those were the better days in the women's division in NXT. Well, I'm glad you're uh, alert and uh, attempting to pay as much attention to, you know, win-loss records of Ruby Riot and Sonya Deville. Um, and I think you can attribute that to the fact that uh you have not changed into jammies or <laughs> or have a blanket over you or, or on the couch uh yeah so i am still in my jeans and what i wore to work in my office but clothes that i could go outside in historically i tend to change into my jammies which more recently have been matching thermal christmas sets and I get really tired. You know, you give me oh, a cup. Oh, it's like a, it's like a, what, what do they call them? The ugly Christmas sweater, but like the full body suit. You That's what it is. Leave me. So it's cool though. It's Star Wars, right? Is, the, this, is what, a Star Wars themed Christmas thermal set? Yes. So one of them is Star Wars. Well, I think it's the, um, what is the, the, the fighters that the empire uses? The TIE fighters, right? Very good. Aha. Uh-huh. See, look, so they're TIE fighters. So they're not. Mm-hmm. The Rebellion? Rebels, good. And they're not them. They're the Empire. So I have Empire Star Wars pajamas. Mm-hmm. And I also have like a plaid set and a striped set. The ones that look like uh, you rolled around in candy canes. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a, a bad Windows desktop background, you know. Uh, and I usually give me, so you give me a warm, so you put me in the flannel thermal mm-hmm. pajama pants. And what's next? You give me a warm cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And it's. After 8 p.m., herbal, yep. herbal tea, and I am out. And 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 a, and a blanket over you. Oh, I it's 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 a uh, it's akin to uh, either uh, what is it a parakeet or canary where they're in the cage and then you you put the you put the cloth over them and apparently they oh it must be nighttime. <laughs> it doesn't matter what time it is. <laughs> is it a canary or a parakeet? I, I, still I think don't. it's all birds to be honest. I think it's more. It, it's I, well, gotta be one my, of them. I think it's a parakeet. Then my family used to have a parakeet. Named Pedro people after can Google that. the Mets catcher was people Pedro can, or a pitcher. People can I don't. email us or Dear Warm Podcast. So you used to throw Gmail. the blanket over the you also have a Facebook page cage when you want the bird to go to sleep. So I'm like the bird. Also on Instagram. We're not on Twitter yet, but on All Instagram. Right. Well, go uh, ahead. Yes. All right. <laughs> anyway, I am not in pajamas. I have a cold cup of water and not a warm cup of tea. What happened? Well, I already had two cups of tea today, and I was worried what would happen if I had a third. The world would combust. No, no. I thought you said you were going to get some some hot water and, like, honey and lemon <sighs> or something. And I didn't. it was there. I didn't. I know. Oh, okay. I, can, I considered doing just hot water, honey, and lemon, but I just ended up with just plain cold water. You just don't want to start nodding off. But you're, you do well. Usually with these midweek podcasts, as opposed to the, the ones where... Uh, as a dad, I just ramble on and on mm. along with my guests on, on Saturdays and, sun, and Sundays. 
that goes on for like people have been I, I think people are just trying to set new records here because it went from like an average of 90 minutes to two hours and then it started breaking two hours and now uh i think our most recent one it was an amazing one with 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 jackie rinaldi but but it, it went to two hours and 30 minutes and, and i well, the crazy part is it probably could have gone longer you know? Well, right. And I think what people don't realize is during this time, I am upstairs trying <laughs> to keep our son busy and the dog from barking and make sure I bring up enough nuts and, and trail mix so that nuts I don't trail mix. starve to death Oh, and bring up, you know, puffs. And you know, hon, you're not restricted from downstairs. Except this is your house too. <laughs> you know, I don't keep you, I don't keep you, you know, with a uh, locked in the, locked in the basement. That's only on weekdays. So did you know the sugar content <laughs> <laughs> and workout and jujitsu blur <laughs> like these are the noises Wait, that you would that hear. F- what was that farting noise? It, that was Hobbs farting. Oh, <laughs> go on. Or Warren farting. What I was getting at <laughs> was we're, there's noise. So I try to do our guests a favor and make mm-hmm. sure that they can be heard in their full stereo sound by not encroaching too much on the audio space that is our yes. dining you room. you do a wonderful job. And, and I appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone else now uh, eventually, uh, not eventually, they do actually appreciate that effort you put in in order for us to deliver the best high quality podcast you can <laughs> out of our uh, dining room on the dining room table. Yep. And so, if you and if you want to comment or or give us critiques on it, again, dear Warren Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, Podbean. I've always wondered about that. Mm. What would what would people what would people write write in about? What do you think people would write into radio shows about when email wasn't a thing? Like, would they write letters and be like, Absolutely. Dear Howard Stern. Yes. Although I appreciated your very educational topic mm-hmm. on blah, yes. I disagreed with your blah, 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 blah. Well, if it's Howard Stern, I don't know if it would be that tone to him. But yeah, they would just ask uh, random questions. And depending on how we answer it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can answer it in an, in an entertaining enough fashion where it encourages more people to uh, write in in order to hear, uh, not for actual advice, although, you know, we'll be, I guess we would try, but to just more like, again, like entertainment value. Maybe I'll play the heel. Maybe I'll just give really bad dad advice or try to think of the worst bad dad advice I can, I, I can possibly give to, to answer the question. Because remember, this podcast is a little bit about backseat parenting as well too and what better way to do it than bad backseat parenting advice like i don't know uh oh i've got a uh i don't have my babysitter for the night what should i do and then i could just be like well if you have a crate leave them in the crate oh, give them a stop kong it. give them the kong freeze the kong ahead of time right all right that's enough of that and you can put yogurt and peanut butter in there because when you freeze the Kong, it, it actually entertains them a, a little bit more. And then when you leave, they can, it'll take them at least 15, 20 minutes to get through a frozen Kong. All right. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. Don't give anybody any more ideas. That's enough. I was thinking more so like, hey, my school wants me to sell chocolate to the neighbors and the family to fundraise. Bring your chocolate to work. What do I and do? Just, and just in, 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 in the office, leave it out, you know. Go by the honor system. Put a message that says, "If if any of you don't pay a dollar for this, and you just take them, I will. I have skills. I will find you. I will hunt you down. Okay. People at work, they they always need need snacks. I, I'll I'll tell you a quick story about my dad. My dad, what he lo- loves to do. And there's a jar in like in the middle of the room or the conference or one of the rooms where, uh, not the kitchen, but just some other room." where there's a big glass jar of uh, the big peanut M&Ms. Not mm. the little one. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ones where it's like you can throw them at someone's head and it's like you just threw a, like a, a rock Right, when like head. a little like Halloween package has like four in there like and the it's like big, full. Yeah, it's, it's like the big ones where like you, you, not the little standard size M&Ms, like the big peanut M&Ms. Anyway, what he would do is that when that jar is running low and he would get a bag of peanut M&Ms and he would look around, right? And then he would open the bag, and he wouldn't ju- he wouldn't just like pour it in there really quick. He would pour it slowly, where it goes, ding, ding, 
you know, gradually. Mm -hmm. So it, so it rings and without fail, someone would, you know, like, whoop, like poke their head into yeah. the room and, and then just be like, Oh, Zach, why do you do this? You know what? Like all everyone here is trying to eat better. And then like, at the same time they're saying that they're grabbing like a handful yeah. of five. He, he loves seeing people just like, Oh, Zach, why do you do this? Come on. Imagine <laughs> it's kind of like a, a national geographic documentary. It's like, yes. Crikey. You see here. The office workers in the wild note how they hear the call of the peanut M and M's in the jar. <laughs> hey, like ringing. meerkats, their heads like pop up over the cubes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's my advice for uh, your question of oh, what should we do if I have candy to sell? Just do it at work. Do it at work. Give well, it to your parents. And let them do it at work. And if you're unlucky like we were to get mm. the take this home order form, and we'll mail you the chocolate in two weeks oh those. those are the worst so the answer to what do you do is you basically just buy chocolate as if you can write mom you can write grandma you write whatever you want and just buy it pretend you have friends and family who bought who cares and then give those gifts away for christmas to those people that didn't know that you bought it for them we can't solicit outside like a cake shop and just be like hey that Listen. place is selling, you know, those chocolate cakes, you know, for like 30, 40 a pop. Look at this. You can support education. Oh, my goodness. It's half the price and it's going towards children's future. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's illegal. No, no, no. It's, uh, you know, Celestia, uh, who cares? You my know, baby so. needs a new set of blocks, <laughs> gosh darn it. They need a new set of blocks. Anyway, these are the type of uh, questions and answers you can expect if, if you do write into to Dear Warren Podcast. And we will do our best to, uh, quote, answer these questions because we love you all. So much. So much. I kind of wonder. I kind of want to ask questions back. Like, how do people get anything done when they have kids? I just don't understand. What do you mean? Like, I'm still trying to write thank you cards from Warren's birthday party over a month ago. Mm. I have no time. You see people, they already have their Christmas trees all wrapped up in their houses. I, I can answer this. Please right now. answer. Tell me. This podcast is 35 minutes in. Mm -hmm. You could have spent that 35 minutes not doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wasting your time on this podcast? Oh, it's because you love everyone. I and I love you too. Oh. See? So, go on. So... So what you're saying is, let me repeat back, clarify for me. Yeah, I'm losing, I'm losing like two hours every weekend. I should, no. <laughs> two and a half hours, I'm stuck upstairs now. Uh, I just don't know how anyone, I don't know how anyone gets anything done. I don't understand how everyone has their Christmas tree up and it's completely decorated and they've bought gifts. I don't understand how people go out and buy gifts on, I don't know how you get anything done. I can barely hold it together. Well, here's the thing. Since this podcast is about backseat parenting, not just us providing backseat parenting advice, all you uh, super moms and super dads and super parents out there that have perfected this fine art of time management, be sure to write in and, oh, no, what's even better is if you don't have kids and you're, and, and, oh, the and you're non-parents, please. Oh, oh I want to hear that. The no, worst. oh, they would be the greatest. I want to hear their advice. We were advice. those people. We were like, oh, this can't be that I hard. I want to hear their advice, their best backseat parenting advice. Oh, isn't that the best to know? You know what I used to do? Mm. I used to know that comparing kids to dogs and the way we used to raise Hobbs is like, you can't do that. No. And I knew that it would piss people off, but I would do it anyway. I was heel in that way. And I did it for my own self amusement. I wasn't waiting for somebody to pay money to come, to come beat me up. Although I'm sure they would have paid money to just like, let me just smack you in the face right now. <laughs> but the point is, so you mean I could have paid someone to smack you in the face? <laughs> the, the, the point is, um, Anyone who, want, who wants to write in and give Jess advice on how to manage her time better. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. <laughs> I, it's, Please do so. It's funny. I, I had a, a coworker say, I have to go into the city for something tomorrow. And he was like, well, what are you going to do afterwards? Are you going to go out drinking? And I said, no, I, I don't do that <laughs> anymore. Oh, I have, geez. I have to go home and like buy a Christmas tree because mm. apparently I'm behind. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, you're never too old to go out and have a good time. And I was like, dude, you do not even know how not 
nighttime drinking ready I am right now. You know, I, I think of I think of hangovers and even though we probably know how to like, you know, handle them with the water and the Advil, etc. I I I don't I don't want to I, I, I don't want to experience it, you know, no, no. because I, I'm pretty sure at this point my body's going to be like, <laughs> you thought you can handle this? Get out of here, old man. And I feel like you're kind of at a perpetual state of sleep deprivation hangover. Like you're always at like 25% not so great. <laughs> we're trying to address that and we're doing our best, but it's obviously tough. Just yes. like I, just even, even for me, I thought I would be fine. And there I am just laying awake at 3 a.m. And this is one uh, kid. This is only one. Oh, I was about to say that too, hun. This is you know one. If we if we decide to in, to increase the the pack, the size of the pack, then once again a dog reference, great, mm-hmm, hun. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it just gets even crazier, and that's what the doctor recommended to me. What? Like, oh, you know, if you're gonna have kids, do it now because you're gonna get stuck into a routine. You're gonna like it, and then you're not gonna want to do it, and then, you know. So, yeah, we go to the same doctor, so I've gotten the same speech of. I'm sure everyone has gotten that speech. You only have so much time, which I know is some people don't like that conversation. I mean, I appreciate the medical side of it, but that's always an interesting one for sure. We were even at that point this evening when Warren was sitting there and we were feeding him dinner. And then I had uh, uh, Bill Burr's podcast playing in the background and Bill Burr's just dropping F-bombs everywhere. And it's just, as you said, you know, hon, you're going to have to uh, screen that. eventually because we don't want Warren walking into a daycare on day one and just being like hey what's up you bleepity bleeps of bleeps ah go bleep yourself you know yeah so and i mean the best part oh yeah the uh warren's (laughs) caretaker wrote today trying to say thank you oh i was like all right then buddy let's see what you got is it or is it his Which he does every once in a while. I think he's just trying to explore. I mean, I do think that there were times where I did say something and he was trying trying to mimic what I was saying. He's not successful, anywhere near successful just yet. But I I mean, some of the words he, you know, he'll he'll say a dada or a mama, but he doesn't actually say the word. He'll like, he doesn't know where to cut it off. He'd be like da 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 or ma 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 ma. He just doesn't go da da. You know. And I don't think he knows who's mama and who's dada just yet. I. It seems that he's still figuring that part out. So he'll just say kind of whatever comes to mind. But I always worry too, because we have the Alexa, the Amazon devices. We have one in the kitchen. Uh, it's listening to us right now. And one in the, I'm hopefully that everything. didn't just, just beckon her. And there's one in the nursery. So many times, and the reason why I have one in the nursery, I know it's fairly controversial because, you know, they can hear is that I like to listen to the news in the morning while I'm getting him ready. I like to know the weather when I wake up, but also I like, Alexa to play the nursery rhymes and the songs and all these things that I can't necessarily remember. So if I want to play C is for cookie, because he's not having a good time. And and she, I, she just went off. <gasps> you just turned her on. What is she? Alexa, stop. Hold on. Let me t- go. Go. It's the itsy bitsy spider. It is. See this? I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Okay. But yeah, we, we, we talked about the Amazon alexa loud enough that you actually turned it on and that's not creepy at that's, all no that's not creepy at all so i will i will <laughs> refer to her as she who should not be named from now on i do like playing like the songs because mm-hmm. i think he really likes them and he can learn the songs but the scary part is when i say her name he looks now to the dot he looks he looks to where where the device is in his nursery well that's because you probably like look at it directly and he's oh. like who are you talking to no no not anymore no, no. uh and he he knows now that the voice is going to come out of there <laughs> and i think that kind of like freaks me out because why is that because it's learned behavior and he now knows the behavior of if i say this then that happens. What you expect? He's, he's he's a human being. No, but once he he's can not a talk. Dog. But once he can talk, like, do mm-hmm. I t- remove the, the Alexa out of his room? Why? Because then he's going to be like, Alexa, play C is for Cookie. And is that an issue? Oh, jeez, sorry. But it's the itsy bi- itsy bitsy spider. I don't know why again. I'm playing that. I think it's because you said Alexa play. Alexa, stop. <laughs> yeah, hit the thing. 
there's a there's like a mute fu- function where Alexa will no longer listen to you. Oh, that was good, hun. You know what's crazy about it? E- even if that's scary. So two things about <coughs> the Alexa, excuse me, is that one, as I, I just mentioned, you actually hit like a, a mute button where the microphone will no longer <laughs> pick up what we're talking about. So right. 99% of the time, we just leave that on. Mm. So <coughs> I think there's already been articles out of like, yeah, Alexa's listening all the fucking time. Right. And I think if you look at the like the developer terms and conditions, there is some verbiage in there that they say might freak you out if you, you know, what's available to developers or what's not available. I think a lot what I see on Facebook and things, I see a lot of times people complaining about how targeted the advertising is. <laughs> and we won't go fully down to targeted advertising. We can do that another time. But it's not available advertiser side just yet. They might be doing it to establish their targeting, but mm. currently there's no way for an advertiser to say, I want people who have said this or, or listened to this. Oh, Jesus. However, you can pick behavior. So I can say, you know, tell me, you know, group all the people who like this and how Facebook establishes who those people are based on what they like is behind the scenes. So people think, are, are these advertisers listening in? We're not, we don't know what's defining the criteria, but Amazon or Facebook or whatever is deciding how that's done. So it's technically not the advertiser's fault. That being said, one would argue if you're complaining because it's so creepy because you just talked about this thing and now you're getting an ad for it. There's lots of reasons why that could be, but wouldn't you rather have that than things that like are completely irrelevant because you're going to get bombarded the same, Mm. but maybe that's sort of a... Because I'm an advertiser, my yep. side of the coin. The other freaky thing about uh, maybe not specifically Alexa, but as far as like voice, mm. I believe they have technology now where as long as they get a certain amount of hours of audio of you, I don't know if it's four hours or 40 hours of you speaking, mm. The essentially, once they have that sample size, they can then play you back saying anything that like they can create a bot or whatever program that has let's say jessica's voice or my voice that can say anything and it would it would be they say it would be indistinguishable because with that sample size that corpus of um of sample audio of you talking it would pick up all your nuances it would pick up all your inflections Mm. so so what you're saying is if someone wanted to create an AI bot that could say anything of us, at this point, they could. What I'm saying is that right now, Jess and I are actually asleep <laughs> and that this podcast is the is the first uh, auto-generated uh, podcast where n- none of these opinions are actually uh, from sentient life. So, uh, Yeah, and it's scary. There's... In the world of SEO, there's a lot about voice-directed search. This, the voice search is becoming like the future. What of, do you mean by voice-directed search? Meaning, if you want to for know, the layman, yeah, if you want for the to, dad like myself, if you wanted to know something, you wouldn't even Google it anymore. You would ask whatever your device is for the answer. <laughs> and what would the feedback be? It would just be someone talking to you. They think it would be the first, the meta description of the first search engine result. Oh. Or if you've noticed quick mm. quick answers. So mm. Google quick answer search, if you ask, you know, what is blank, mm. the quick answer is pulling, and that's not a meta description, that's pulling content out of the page mm-hmm. that answers the question. Quote answers. Quote answers. So the argument is you can ask a device, a Google Home, an Alexa, what is this? What is that? Tell me about this. Tell me about that. And now the only listing in search that would matter from an SEO perspective would be the first one. Yep. Because who's going to sit through like 15 minutes of audio? Correct. Like any of you who are somehow (laughs) champions and sitting through uh, about 50 minutes of (laughs) podcast Mm. time or even two hours plus. I love you guys. Anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) there's a lot about, you know, right now it's kind of like, can you own the top three? listings for people who are still visually looking at it versus voice directed. And what I'm particularly interested in, in that realm is the buying things online or buying things via voice. (coughs) Presently you can buy. So I can say Amazon buy diapers and Amazon will 
read me the first listing of diapers, depending how specific I am, and it'll say, do you want to order this for X amount of dollars? And you can say yes, and guess what? It's ordered. Now, where does that go? I mean, where does mm. that stop, or does it not? Mm-hmm. And then at what point do you just ask for things, and then they show up? <laughs> That's, well, at this point, they, they have that, uh, what is it, that um, Amazon one-click buttons things for like certain essentials yeah there's one day and there's even in some cities there's um you pay for it a little bit more but there's within an hour i want to say like like uh what is it uh, an example is our uh doggy poo bags you know Correct. there's like a or what laundry detergent or whatever it was like oh if you're running low on this you just hit the button and it automatically puts it, the order in one day deliver li- delivery or whatever for said product i don't know if you've you noticed know? is that they had a physical button you can put on your fridge where you can basically click it that button's already become digital it's like yep. oh just set up your digital one click buttons yep. and so you think about it as far as like oh when can you just say something and then it's delivered to your house it's very easy because well you know this is my you know pushing my nerd glasses up mm. here but it's what's the one would have argued that like the button clicking is actually a lot harder than you know once you've got that solved which they have mm-hmm. like hitting this button and your order gets put in then you know say oh please order so-and-so for me and then all it does is kind of like do a little bit of programming that eventually pushes the button or whatever the program of uh that runs when you push the button right so instead of put it's the interface on top of it instead of pushing the button you're just requesting it you know mm-hmm. so boom I mean, the whole process of how it gets there remains the same. You know, money's still coming out of your pocket going into Amazon's. So. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like to your point, the front end of it, how do you basically do a verification for the order? What's the verification uh, method? Well, and I think they have it. You know, I think in some cases you do have to like go onto your device and just press like, okay, that's what I said. You know, it's probably what they argued with like uh, originally with debit cards or even credit cards of just like, oh, how can I verify it's you? Can't someone just like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, steal your card? And well, yeah, and that's why they have a bunch of like protection things in place i'm sure they'll have some i think people would rate would value the convenience factor of being able to swipe a card or you know scan something or say something they'll easily you know they'll 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 take that bit of a risk Mm -hmm. for that added convenience right and i don't i don't argue that the trade-off's not worth it. I mean, my credit card seems to get stolen every year. <laughs> and it always gets caught, which is great. And people are always like, well, why do you use credit cards instead of debit cards? I'm like, that's why. Because you're much mm-hmm. more protected if you use a credit card. If you didn't know, if you buy from retailers and you can you know, pay off your credit card every month, do a credit card, you're way more protected as a consumer than you are with your debit card. Because the funds never actually leave your account. I think by the, Yeah, I think by the time that uh, uh, Warren's ready for his form of currency it's going to be uh the chip in his head oh my right? goodness yeah i mean there is it's kind of it's it's going so quickly it, it feels although i'm sure it's at the pace that some it's, type of rfid tag <sighs> just injected into your head i mean the rfid technology nowadays is is really impressive and i also it's kind of to the point where i mean i took off monday to do christmas shopping but half of my Christmas shopping, I kind of think I'm like going to just go on Amazon to start <laughs> and then figure out how much I can do before I actually have to physically go someplace. How sad is, I mean, I would think it would be sad, but maybe it's not. It's times, it's sort of. I wouldn't say the word is sad, but it's, it is, there is something to be said that you, on your day off, it's going to be spent doing some semblance of quote work or doing other uh, things besides one would argue, oh, it's your day off, so take some time for yourself. But then again, that goes back to the question of where do people find the time to do things? Right, I mean... Which is, you know, I would still like someone single, straight <laughs> out of college, you know, to, to write in, oh, yeah, it's so easy to find time. I have so much of it. <laughs> in fact... <laughs> I'm bored. Do you have something for me to do? Oh, boy. No, I... I, I hear you in terms of the be kind to yourself, take mental health days, really do things for yourself. And I and I think that's important because if you don't take care of yourself, you're no good to anybody, especially your kids. So I always, to your point, advocate for trying to do some of that. I think that's why we still do jujitsu and why we still have date nights and why we still make an effort to at least once a week do something mm. for ourselves to, or together, more importantly. Well, not more importantly, still important. Either way, separate or together. 
because without that, you you can go crazy. I mean, there's no end to your to-do list nowadays. And I don't know if that's a societal thing or if that's a, a thing that just new parents go through. But the to-do list doesn't end. Mm. So. Well, the fact that you recognize that the to-do list doesn't end probably is uh, um, something that you have realized that other people haven't, you know? At least you realize that it doesn't end. So at that point, once you realize something doesn't end, then you can approach it as something that doesn't end. Does that make sense? Right. I mean, you're not rushing through it thinking it's going to have an end because it won't, right? Yep. And you're not valuing your worth based on how many items you check off per day also. But at the end of the day too, Christmas presents still need to get bought. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going by the fact that you're saying, oh, isn't it sad? I'm like, ah, you know, it's, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Especially when you say, oh, it's, isn't it sad? Well, I guess what I mean by that is that are we now today as a society with high technology, but also high, high work stress and. and, hmm. Your favorite, uh, Cassius Ono just tapped out to Johnny Gargano. Serves him right. (laughs) Is he not the, he's not the heel. He's not supposed to be the heel. This was just like face versus face. Remember, uh, it was supposed to be Velveteen Dream. Oh. Uh, Johnny Gargano replaced him in this match. So it looks like he's going to be part of that Fatal 4-Way. Oh, well, that's nice. I think, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, so they had two oh, matches so, tonight. Yeah, Killian Dane won that first match against uh, Trent Seven. So it looks like so far in that Fatal 4-Way, you've got uh, Killian Dane from Sanity. you got Johnny Gargano. And then you've got two more. I guess they're going to do that next week. Mm-hmm. By the way, it was it was actually a really good match. It's just that uh, the the engaging conversation we had over overrode it. So, oh, geez, don't don't so, say things like that. Mm. <laughs> You're jinxing it. It's a, <laughs> they're gonna be like, I want to hear that match. I'm gonna go back and watch it, and then we want to cut it at nine ninety nine. But you know, they've they being WWE have have always been pretty especially with nxt there's always been a consistent like floor not a ceiling but more so like a baseline floor of when it comes to these wrestlers they're always going to deliver at least an i would say average match and it just so happens that these type of work rate matches they they go from like let's say a three out of five is like average Mm -hmm. they've been doing like three at least like 3.5 sometimes fours rarely will they ever hit like a five but that's because you know right and they're still developmental too so and it's and as you can see here it's all done through their athletic performance which is you know again why uh, NXT holds uh, an endearing uh, part of my heart, right? Is that the right expression? Endearing part? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I, I, don't... maybe I have a blanket over my head right now. I'm about <laughs> to go out. Are you? Are you? Nah. Do you like my little penguin? Yes, yeah, so you got those from the Kinder Egg, right? Yep. Your other uh, treats from your recent trip to the UK? Yep, they call them Kinder Surprise. I think they're made by Cadbury. So... You eat the egg. The egg covers one of the, like those things. Remember, we would put like the quarters in the machines, and you'd get like a little toy, a little tchotchke. Yes. Why? Why? That's a word. I. Yes. I. I've only, I've only heard it from you. Really? Yeah. Okay. No. 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 Someone. Anybody listening? Tell Eki next time you see okay. him that tchotchke is totally a word. And it was used appropriately in context as a little toy that kind of is super cheap. It's a tchotchke. I always, I always thought it was just a little toy. I didn't know that the tchotchke was the word for it. It's a word. Okay. Anyway, you used to, you know, you put quarters in, you turn it, and you get like a little, those little plastic things and inside of it. So in, instead of it being little plastic things, it's inside of a chocolate egg called mm-hmm. the Kinder Surprise. So I didn't want to eat the chocolate. So I kind of broke into all the Kinder eggs. And oh yeah, you really don't want to eat the chocolate. I ate one of the cho- <laughs> one of them. I ate the chocolate. Tell tell people why or your reasoning for getting those chocolates. What was it again? Because they're illegal in the U.S. No so. no 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 no. You you said what was it? You didn't care that it was for. I didn't buy it for anyone else. It was more so for you and me, right? Or something like that. What did you say? I bought them for me because I wanted the. Cho- I did get one to my nephew though. I was sharing. <laughs> But no, the way were, she worded it before this podcast went on was, I bought it for us, as in you and me. And then I went, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, you bought it for yourself. Let's, let's not kid anyone here. 
<laughs> so one of the eggs has a little a little penguin mommy <laughs> with a little fish in her mouth giving food to a little baby penguin. And that will be the the promo picture for this podcast. But then they're gonna have to wait till all the way to the end to understand. Oh wait, it's perfect. <laughs> all the way to the end to understand mm. what the heck that is. But it's super cute. I put them up on the windowsill by the kitchen, and they make me happy. <laughs> That's the most important part about everything. What would also make Jess happy is people if people are able to write in and, and help her with her time management. Oh, really? So, really hearkening on the feedback there, really? Yeah. I think it would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. Plus, it, it's, it's, it's something I'm looking forward to if it does happen, so... In any case, thank you so much, Jess, for, once again, another episode of Warren's Announced Table. And uh, we will hear from you soon enough. Sounds good. See you guys next week. And another Warren's Announced Table in the books. We hope you enjoyed listening, and thank you all for tuning in. Please stay tuned for our weekend episode with Pasquale Rinaldi. You can get in touch with us at Dear Warren Podcast at Gmail, Instagram, and on Facebook. Thank you for listening and all the support. We love you all and see you next time.